the podcast. No, I will. And and that's that's you. You're you're credited for that. That's when I whenever I because I think that is a good idea of just like. You know, all, once I once I get a little bit of traction, and yeah. I know you're a cart before the horse guy, as you've mentioned before. Yeah. But I want to wait for a bit and then do a Patreon. I have guests on that I've had do the best day, come back and talk about their worst day. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I will let you know when I do that, and you'll be somewhere listed in the thing. Yeah. For somebody who doesn't do cocaine, I always have business ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it is impressive. We are very proud of you. <laughs> I just, I just like, how can we monetize anything we do for fun? Or, or passion let's just yeah are we going we're going baby yeah cool. how you doing man how's it we got Murad Shaki on the pod today there we go you oh uh, do that for, at the camera for your audio no listeners gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm doing waving peace signs He's doing double peace signs at the camera <laughs> for for a good bit for yeah. a good it's yeah slowed down in speed towards the end yeah I think you kind of realized the futility of the gesture and yeah, you yeah. know happened uh how's your day going dude uh good I it's funny because the the best day story I have in mind it's actually today. No. but it's very serendipitously ties in to Ooh, today. Okay, but I'm also a little embarrassed about the story just because it's fucking it's about comedy. Oh, it's okay, yeah, dude. Yeah. We honestly have not had a lot of best days about comedy yet. Yeah, that's because it's a bunch of fucking comedians pretending like the best days of their life <laughs> outside of comedy. They're like, I'm so interested. I'm not going to pretend like maybe <laughs> the first time I performed in front of 500 people and I crushed was the best day of my life. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah people were just like, like, oh, who cares about all the career stuff? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's not important to it's me. It's because like, I saw like Ian's clip and it was like, oh, Jelly Bean Factory? <laughs> Well, in fairness, and also knowing how much Ian loves stand-up, I'm like, you fucking liar, bro. <laughs> in fairness to Ian, so Ian comes in, and the Jelly Bean thing was actually, he was just talking about, he was like, well, I thought about picking the day I went to the Jelly Belly factory. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, well, now I want to hear about Shows this. how much of it I can And his best day actually was about stand-up. Okay. And okay. Sorry, Ian. We got cut off. It's okay. It's okay. Not many people have listened to the Ian Levy episode, but... <laughs> You know, to be expected. So, uh, okay, so your best day is about comedy. Your day so far, you've been doing comedy production stuff. Huh? Say that again? Your day so far, you've been doing comedy production stuff. What's a a standard Uh, Monday? I I, uh, had a really big week of shows for Dope Show this past week. I think we overall sold like 300 tickets. That's a good chunk of tickets. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of our best. Like, it's still maybe not as good as like peak reopening shit sure. or like outdoor dining like like when nightlife came back for the oh yeah first and there was time. just nothing going like on that was just printing. outdoor comedy you yeah. remember like neck of the woods became like the comedy store there were like fucking three shows at once you could like show oh, up there I and remember. get like eight sets it was amazing it was a magical time it was like it would be underbooked and there'd be like three shows and you could show up like for a, one of them that you're booked on and get four guest sets <laughs> on all the other ones um beautiful time but yeah so today was me doing like all the like I always have to be like, okay, how much can I pay them with the tip jar? And then, like, what happens is I'll do, like, tw- 20 Venmo transactions. In, and the thing is, is Venmo is a piece of shit app. It's so bad. It's Dude, the worst. Here, Here's something that I think, a use case that you've definitely encountered. So you go to pay, like, six people, right? And it's a and slow have, down there. Multiple transactions. There. And you, if you have a little bit of money in your account to pay, like, one or two of them, but not... 
overall, it will like pay one of them and then it'll be like fail. Like we don't have enough money. I'm like, yeah, well, use and my then, bank account. Obviously. And then it doesn't always tell you about the error. And then two weeks pass by and somebody messages you and is like, hey, are you going to pay me for that show? And it's like, oh, I'm not a piece of shit. It's just a terrible <laughs> app. And then it goes like, slow down there. I'm like, fuck you. I didn't do anything wrong. I hit pay and you're talking to me like a child. It's like, oh, I own you. You, I hate so much how technology, like when there are error messages now, it'll put like a frowny face and try oh, yeah. and like, like it's talking to you. And the cutesy like, dish doesn't do anything for my me. My toaster doesn't give me this shit when it burns my toast. It just burns my toast and leaves me alone. It doesn't yeah. condescend to me. It's like, look, it's like you fucking turned up the heat on your toast too much, buddy. And it's anyway. Yeah, I um, wanted to, to just yeah. fail silently and gracefully. Yeah. Don't yeah. beat around the bush. And I'm not even being like, oh, this should work perfectly every time. I'm, I'm saying it shouldn't talk to me like I'm three years old when it fails. <laughs> I don't know why I'm... Ta- anyway, you can tell that I'm more so you're having a-, a lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell I'm more of a producer than a comedian now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once, you're, once your main focal point is just like the usage of the Venmo app as opposed to... Retin- I mean, you got Venmo material, it yeah. sounds like. So uh, So basically, I spent an hour just paying people today, like right before I got here. Just really? like, And then like, it'll... Do- like, <sighs> yes. Came anyway. on over. Over, got a parking spot. Yeah, yeah, that was at least cool. Crushed uh, it. Instant parking, um, <laughs> which is like a big part of why I moved out of the city. Was just like I need to go somewhere where I have a driveway. Yeah, and I really wish I moved to Berkeley sooner. But uh, yeah, that's been We're doing my it day. now. Um, we had like a a big run of shows, and then it's feeding into today. I'm hosting. Uh, at Cobb's for yeah. Brandon Wardell. There we go. So, uh, so I, I guess I should just start. Uh, go yeah, go yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to talk about like one of the, like there was a best day that set up this best day. I like that. So okay. I'm going to give you the first best day. You're the best. Well, so let me just say, so you are expecting that today will become another best day. No, 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 no. Okay. It's just events that happened on these days directly tie into today. Gotcha. I so, love it. Uh, well, the timing yeah, yeah. is, is great. <laughs> yeah, actually, this it was if I believed in God, you know. <laughs> Do you believe in God? Uh, no, not like... Um, not in a way that... Not like, in like a traditional, like written, like like a f- established faith or religion sure, more sure, just sure. Like, i heard pete holmes say uh some hippy dippy shit that resonated with me which is like mm-hmm. like if you break a computer you have a broken computer but if you like break a radio there's still a signal you know uh-huh. and i could believe that there is some scientific explanation like like kind of like a law of conservation of energy where there where each living being kind of has some like unmeasured unknown unquantified like thing that endures yeah so like i could see there being a scientific explanation for when when you die like you you just live in a kaleidoscope of colors because you are the wind now or or i like, like the sound of that you know that, what i that's mean that's a pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems like there would be something you know yeah. like, it seems like it'd be too because blackness to be just seems like uh kind of like not like just kind of there's too much cool shit going on it, you know it, like for the confidence people have you think in the podcast fact- would exist in a godless world please <laughs> <laughs> but like people are so are, are confident about like lo- the end of life just being blackness the same way people are confident about like jesus being a, like a, a 
a, a guy what can walk on water. You know what I mean? Yeah, People yeah. are religious about the idea that there's nothing after. I mean, it's death. wild. I feel like it's interesting. When I was in like high school, middle school, I feel like I, I would encounter a lot of like people my age who are like, I'm an atheist and kind of like got off on the idea of like, I'm smart and I know that there can't be a God because of science or whatever. But I feel like now as an adult, most of the people my age have like a similar sort of view of God in that way where it's like, there's probably something. Yeah. Like we don't know. We can't really know, but there's probably something. So, yeah. so anyway, God, whatever form God exists, granted you. So the best thing in my life day. is when I found him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Buckle up. Yeah. Um, so um, I did stand up for the first time uh, in my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew I was a big comedy fan. Yep. And this, did you do it at the high school? Yeah. They had, they had this like after hours open mic thing that a ton of parents and kids were coming to. Oh. And the guy who was running it was like, "Hey, Moran, I know you all want to be a comedian. Would you want to do some jokes?" And then I was like, yeah, sure, I would I would love to. Do you think you would have done it if that guy didn't ask you explicitly? I wouldn't have done it. No, huh. no I would have done it late. I think I would have eventually You've done it like gone. eventually, but you would have gotten the start. That was the kick in the ass for sure. What's the guy's name? Let's give him a shout out. Anish Prasad. Anish Prasad. I bumped the into him in the mission randomly on my way to do his show. Did you give him a longer. big old hug? No, I, I credited him with nothing, I think. Okay, you're right. <laughs> he was like, hey, Maraud. You're like, fucking, who is this guy? Uh, yeah. um, he, did, he was like, it's got to be clean. Okay. Like, okay. Sure. There we go. And it was seven. Preparing minutes. Preparing you for the business. Yep. Seven minutes, which, by the way, doesn't sound like a lot for a new comic. Seven. That's minutes. a lot. Of time. Might as well be an eternity. Way too much time. Uh, yeah. But I did what, like, I think a lot of comics do, which is where you like write out every word of a like. It's a monologue. Of course. Like, yeah. You're yeah, doing yeah. a Shakespeare monologue. You got commas. You got yeah. semicolons. But it wasn't terrible mm-hmm. for a 17-year-old on a week's notice. But I remember bef- I saw how many people there were there. It was like 40 or 50 people. Yeah. That's, again, big for your first time doing stand-up. That's enormous. I remember I managed to get my friend to buy one of those electronic cigarettes. Uh, cause, uh, <laughs> I thought this was back in the time before there was like vapes that everyone <laughs> yeah, it was, owned. It was, it was like thing. electronic it was cigarette. Uh, and it was just because I had like heard, like heard it can be focusing and relaxing. And I thought <laughs> I was going to die. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And I remember I finished that whole thing and it made me feel like shit. Yeah, that's a fucking it was two lot packs to finish. Of cigarettes. It was basically two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> uh, and then I go on stage and I did pretty good. There we go. And um, then like every, like once a month for like a, for, once every two months for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. I would get the courage to go do an open mic. But each just somewhere the first time the I city. did great, and then every single time afterwards, uh, I uh, it was nightmarish. Yeah, and I was just like, "Fuck! I have nothing interesting to say. I have nothing. Like, I'm not cut out for this." And I I was going to school in, in Missouri mm-hmm. for journalism. Oh, so you're doing open mics in Missouri? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What's, uh, the, what's the scene like out Well, there? when I was doing it for just a bunch of, like, there was, like, a dorm open mic. I was murdering. Yeah, again. yeah. It, yeah, it, no, felt, it felt so, that was, like, the first time I started doing well again was, like, at, the, like, the dorm open mic things. But still, at this point, so, like, freshman year, it's been, like, I, this is my like seventh or eighth time doing stand up. Yeah, uh, and then that mic stopped, and I had to keep going up in front of strangers, like three people, bring mm. my friends because I'm so scared. And then eventually, I just stopped because I was too scared, and I transferred schools. And like I did pretty well for myself socially at, at Mizzou. Yeah, you did. Well, but because I was like <laughs> I in like high school, I had like a a friend in each 
group, but I didn't have a group of friends. You gotcha. Know You're I mean? kind of a kind of a floater, kind yeah, of a yeah. bounce around, which kind of lends scheming. Because yeah. if you tell one funny story at the top, by the end of the day, you've really nailed that. Oh story. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah, you're gonna practice it. You go to your B friend group yeah, first. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's see first. how the nerds like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not a good read. Yeah. Uh, but then I transferred to here i went to usf and i didn't get the memo that it was a commuter school i thought i was just gonna make a bunch of friends again yeah and there was no social life oh i thought there was like a little bit of something it's well whatever it was as a like a junior year transfer yeah you're not i missed into that. the window to of make course friends, of course yeah, yeah which i was not expecting i thought it was just gonna be as Look, so then right, for two or three years every single day mm-hmm. i would i'm not exaggerating every single day for two or three years i would tell myself I'm going to do an open mic this weekend. And then I would and chicken would not out. not do it. And I, and I hated myself for three years. Damn, that's a long time. What was the, I mean, what were you just so intensely afraid of like the, the failure? Oh yeah. Like, of like failing. And the thing is, is my, I, like my entire, like I saw a, a comedian who, whose name rhymes with Bill Cosby oh, when I was okay. five years old. <laughs> and ever since then I wanted to be a comedian. And like when I was getting like, when I'd get a bad grade or whatever, I'd be like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be successful comedian and good guy. Bill. And Cosby. then my backup career was journalism, which pays somehow worse than comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I was just terrified of finding out I wasn't cut out for the thing I'd been planning my life around. Of course. Uh, and I was like, journalism wasn't a stable paycheck, so I turned it into PR, and I was just miserable working in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a long explanation. Well, I mean, it sounds like a good kind of like route to come down, where it's like you had such fear about doing the thing you wanted to actually do, so you did the thing you wanted to do a little bit less. Yes. And then you hated it enough where you're like, well, this shitty feeling of doing this is actually worse yes than, yeah. like the if all my fears come true so but then i got another important kick in the ass which is like i would show up to my pr job just high out of my mind Hell i would yeah. just do like three dabs in the yeah. morning and walk into the office having an out-of-body experience and yeah, I mean, that'll was, make your job less fun for sure yeah and that's how i was went. it what did you did you i feel like i've i've never gone to like office work high but like did you not do that once and then be like that made it worse because i well, feel like it would make it worse well so the thing is is like i so i had i had two pr jobs the first one was at like this like one that this lady started out of a room she rented. I was her first full-time hire. And so you can well, be dabbed out for that. What, what, what was <laughs> – so I, I would tone it down because yeah. I'm in a room with You're my boss one. all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it will but, be discussed. But the thing is is that even though I, the, I hated, like, our clients and our industry, it was just boring or whatever, and it paid like shit. Yeah. People think you work in – just because it's in tech, it, pay, it paid be, slightly above minimum wage if you averaged it out, basically. For sure, yeah. Um, and but the thing is though was because I was her first full time hire I got like trusted with a bunch of responsibilities out of my pay grade so it was at least like a stimulating job. No, that's like a, I think that's a common situation. You go like work for a small company and they can't like pay you as well, but they're understaffed, and so they're like, "Hey, we need you to kind of be the main guy around here." And you're like, "I am very high, but I respect that you you know think I can do this." Yeah, so. and it was cool because like I would have to go like we would have to like pitch a new client on taking our business. And they would have me do it because I had bombed before and I had 
And also, I never gave bombed a, a PR pitch. No, no, no comedy. I just bom- I bombed. Wait, com- so the old woman or not? No, no, no. She, they didn't know this. But like, this is the other. My oh, point okay. was is I was good at these pitch meetings because I'd bombed before, so I didn't fear these fucking nerds mm. in a boardroom that were being polite to me. That makes sense. And yeah. also, I s- had so much apathy for the industry that I didn't give a fuck whether we succeeded or not. Yeah. Because uh, it didn't. I didn't get more money or anything like that. So because I didn't give a shit, it was very. I was good at it, right? Yeah, but I. I thought if I switched industries to something interesting, it would make this work I hated more interesting. So I like went into video game PR. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. It's like you're around, you're doing the same thing, but it's around a cooler thing. And it was a bigger, it was an established agency, and I was like a cog in the machine. Yeah. And I told them everything I was good at. They had me doing none of it. Mm -hmm. And I was just a data entry monkey. I was just filling out spreadsheets (laughs) all fucking day. I mean, did you think. Which is why, this is a long way to say, like, that's why I could go to work blasted, because I was just going to be staring at I was going to be staring at an Excel spreadsheet all day anyway. Why be sober? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, But the kick in the ass happened because I was like, you know what? If I want to make a bit more money, I got it. And get out of this grunt work. No, no, no. (laughs) And get out of this grunt work. I like because they gave the grunt work to the entry level people. I'm like, I should come to work sober, climb this corporate ladder. Yeah. Stop doing the shit. (laughs) Uh, So I started coming to work sober, and then all of a sudden I realized that's funny because like you like you're still doing your job just as well. Yeah. Imagine, (laughs) but you're like, this is no, no. So I. I did worse sober oh. because I could tell how shittily they were treated. Like, we are really good at, at, at letting you accept mediocrity. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the course, most sinister part about weed is it'll let you just tolerate a lot of bullshit. Yeah, you get a lot of like, eh, I don't actually need to do my laundry today. Like, yeah. eh, I don't really need to, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden during our weekly performance reviews and shit, and when they were asking me for feedback, I was giving them feedback. Mm. And they could tell I was grouchy. Feedback about like, like About like this is bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything here. They fired me two weeks before Christmas so they could avoid paying me my bonus. Brutal. And my boss. What video game company is this? Huh? What video game company is oh, this? Oh, no, it was an agency that dealt with a bunch oh, of video okay. games. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, never mind. Um, and they tried to withhold my last two weeks' pay and, um, P- paid and PTO uh, behind me signing a bunch of like NDAs about how I won't talk shit about them employing me. Okay. And I was like, could I take a day to review this? And they're sure. like, we kind of no. need this now. And then I was just sitting there and I was thinking to myself, like, if I tell my dad that I got fired today and that I just signed whatever they put in front of me, my dad's going to beat the shit out of me. Not literally. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but, gonna, but. And then I just called my dad and he was like, they're trying to fuck you. That PTO is yours. That severance is yours by California state law. Yeah, don't and tolerate this. And I told this. them that. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, well, thank you so much for your effort. And yeah, you can take time. Like all of a sudden. <laughs> I but, but so I got fired. And then all of a sudden I was like, it's time to do stand up all it's right like now and that was now. your best i was 23 day. <laughs> it's about three years ago gotcha yeah, yeah. well that so no i know I, 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 <laughs> I, I, um, but uh, it's always it's always darkest before the dime yes. you know you gotta have that yes it wouldn't be so sweet if it weren't so sour yep so i i got into it i remember i was like it took me a long it took me months of, of like one of the first open mics i ever went to you hosted it yeah the one at the freaking word cafe yeah or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was terrible oh yeah 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 and that was one of the like i remember after i did that set i couldn't do stand-up for another two weeks after that one. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. huh um but then eventually i got 
to it and I was doing it every day. And let me just let me just paint the picture of what this open mic situation is because I think if you don't go to stand-up comedy open mics, you can have a different idea than what it actually is of like people being in the audience and coming to watch it versus it's just only the comedians, not an actual performance space. Yeah. Just trash. Yeah. And the owner of the cafe seemed to think that I was going to be able to like get 60 people to come watch this and sit in her cafe and it yeah. wasn't. So that's what was going on there. Um but and it I got spurned into, you away from comedy once again. Yeah, but, but like a bad. Um, I remember a milk bar set put me off of it for like three weeks. Like yeah. I was so fucking terrified. But I got into it. I was doing it regularly. I started going to uh, the punchline on Sundays, which mm-hmm. you have to do if you want to get in, and you have to like show up to these Sundays for like eight months or whatever before yep. they put you up your first time. But like, I remember Chad Opitz told like told me that he was glad he waited a couple years before he started showing up to Punchline so he could get good. Yeah. And then he asked me how long I'd been doing it. And we were at Punchline. I was like, three months? And he was like, oh. <laughs> but, but, That's a good impression. So uh, I'm putting in my time. Yep. And now here's here's where the first best day happens. Okay. And it's actually, it's it's kind The of, first of potentially two. Yes. Um, I had been getting like, like me realizing I could actually do stand-up and I could actually be decent at mm-hmm. it. Like, really helped my self-esteem, and I was, like, losing weight, and I was dressing better. I was, like, more confident just across yeah. everything. Just vibing. And then, so, like, my Missouri college buddies, we would, like, meet each other once a year for, like, a little trip. Yeah. And we were going to go to Yosemite, and this was, like, September 2019. Yeah. Uh, and there was this one girl that I had just fucking been in love with for, like, And she's years. in the friend group. Yes, yes, she's in the friend group. So a bit of a forbidden love, one yes, might say? Yes, yes, uh, and we had had, like, a, yes. Had you professed feelings before at all? Not feelings, but we had, like, almost hooked up. Been and some eye contact. Took, it's a long story. Uh, I was on drugs. They were not. I was on a bunch of Xanax, and I passed out. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'll make it hard. That'll make it hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot, yeah. So I. <laughs> it's so worst day. Yeah. That was like our one mail, like ever, like where we ever almost ships passing in the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that had been like three years before this Yosemite trip, right? Gotcha. So you're coming in, you got a chance to be like, this is the new Maraud. <laughs> yeah. I'm dressing yeah, well. I'm yeah, a skinny yeah, guy. Yeah. I can do a stand up set in Yosemite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but the thing is, when, when I'm going, I'm, I don't really have. That as, like, a goal of, like, I want to hook up with this girl or anything like that. Sure, but it's not not in your mind. Yeah, but the thing is, is she's flying. Like, they're all flying to LAX and driving up, but she found a cheaper flight to SFO, so it's just going to be us two driving up. And we drive up. What is the flight actually cheaper, I wonder? I wonder. I wonder. It was so fucking fun, and we're stopping at all these little roadside attractions. We're just having a great, great time. She's being flirty. And, and to me, she's, like, one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And she's the one who's, like, taking the initiative. Yeah, it's not like me. you're, like, so how's yeah. Missouri so, or whatever. So this yeah. is blowing my mind. I'm like, dude, new Murad. Yeah. Irresistible. She can sense it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, it was a really, really fun trip. Yeah. And I, like, we were having a really good time and then we were like in the backyard and the friends go in and it's just us two. And I turn to her and I'm like, I, I'm like about to like, right, and this, this is like mid trip or yes. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. It's like the second night of the trip. Gotcha. I'm like, all right. And sparks have been flying. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been flirting with me and like, I'm like, all right, 
it's now or never, dude. And I'm like, I'm like so scared. And I turned her. And before I can say anything, she just goes, you want to make out? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, and it's again, she did. And it was, it, it, and we hooked up and it was great. And it was awesome. And then the next day I'm kissing the like fucking girl of my dreams on the top of a mountain. Oh my god! <laughs> on the top, seeing the most beautiful view you've ever seen, and then me kissing a girl that I always thought was gonna be out of my league, and then we immediately start. She lives in Chicago. What's the? Let me ask. What's what's the dynamic like in the friend group of this? Because oh, like apparently you guys have we thought friends. they 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 we thought we were being obvious. Yeah, because uh, but we they were, had no idea. Apparently throughout the whole trip, we actually had like I thought everybody knew, but it turns out we actually kept it under wraps. Wait, so they didn't even know you guys were? We were up? like we were you know hooking up the whole time and i didn't think we were being quiet it was it was i wouldn't guess you'd be it quiet. was this great airbnb sex cabin getaway it was like one of the best fucking and so your friends are just like oh yeah marad and whatever her name is are just staying in the same room yeah like that makes sense oh no 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 like like it would be like she'd leave that around. okay 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 um so we decided we're gonna fuck we're both impulsive yeah 24 year old idiot so we're saying let's go for it yeah so we're like gonna be long distance right yeah. she's in chicago i we have no plans of ever bridging the gap but the thing is is i was in your hopeless romantics yeah so that was like the best day right was at, at yosemite yeah uh and i was like you know i'm only like seven months into comedy and chicago's like a good scene i've heard yeah you know? like i before i really put my roots down here i, I could just move to chicago it's not like I'd be starting over, like starting over from scratch for me wasn't that far back. No, no, you no. Know? I'm not taking. I'm taking half a step back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chicago has like a lot of clubs. It's improv first, but they have a lot of clubs. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Great Um, and then the real best day happens, oh. which is a month and a half later. I go up. I get up at the punchline for the first time. Yes. And the thing is, is leading up to this, I'd been talking to my my then girlfriend. Yeah. About. And, and you guys at this point had been, you know, sort of like... We'd distance. flown to each other. We'd oh, like, wow. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, for, for months now. It was like three oh, months. Oh, no, no, dude, two, one, month and a half. Month and a half, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. wow. Month and a half, and she'd, in, in the interim, had flown to San Francisco to hang out with me, and I was flying to Chicago the next week to go hang out with her. Wow. Um, Inspiring. Yeah. Uh, and I had kind of hinted to her that I was pretty sure I would probably just move to Chicago. Mm. And then I went up at the punchline for the first time. Yep. And I did really well. Yep. And I got off stage and it felt like I had rubbed my entire body head to toe in cocaine. Like I, <laughs> the euphoria of doing, of finally getting up at punch. I remember when Ron came up, like when you're due at punch and you're like not passed. Yeah. Anytime the booker walks by you, your like heart turns to ice, especially when you might never... be going up in on with two minutes notice, and when you know? you've never gone out before, yeah. and like you've done few enough sets where like each set is like kind of still scary, and the stakes are high, <laughs> and you know, yeah, absolutely. So, but it goes well. Yeah, it went really well. And so at this point, you're kind of thinking like that kind of like locks you like maybe I should stick around. Well, for a no, bit. no, no. Here's here's the the what I realized is I got off stage, I felt this rush. I got like I remember like. Jordan and and Haley and Ka uh, and like Kayla and like other people were just all patting me on the back uh, yeah. for it. Um, Great job. I like stepped outside to like smoke a joint, and then I realized that the euphoria I had from finally getting up at punch and the a relief I felt that it was finally over. Like when Ron, when the like Ron, the Booker 
comes up, came up to me and told me I was going up. I didn't feel nerves. I felt overwhelming relief. That yeah, was like finally, finally happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and because I'd building been building this moment up in my head so much, and then it happens, and I realize that the euphoria I am feeling and the relief I'm feeling, uh, invalidated the previous best day. And then all of a sudden, I wait, was, wait, wait. So, so you, it, like, did you have that thought in the moment though? Were you like, were you like, wow, this is better than yeah. <laughs> what I have going with the girl? Wow, which really shows I have like an addict brain or something. Yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, this is a more of a chemical rush than kissing that freaking girl was. Well, but but I wasn't dismissive. Like I still no, was no, no, like no, no. in love with this girl. Yeah. Uh, but I did but it's not realize to be understated. Yeah. I couldn't sacrifice the little progress I had made in San Francisco yeah. to move to Chicago. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then the relationship started falling apart because it was like we had no fucking end goal. We were both neurotic. Like, in the moment, there were things I felt she was doing that were, like, mean and inconsiderate. And I was the nice guy. But, like, with, like, hindsight, I realized that I was, like, treating the relationship like, I was just getting my dopamine and serotonin fix from this unre- unrequited yeah. love bullshit. Not a real relationship. Like, no, no, I'm, no. like I, I, I was being, like, in a friendly way, emotionally abusive. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, well, I mean, it's not like you were being shitty to her. Yeah. But, like, it, the relationship was to you a way for you to kind of get the, like, I have someone who I'm in love with or whatever. Yeah, but, and so, like, like, she was being, she... Had and she a, had no interest in moving to San Francisco. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Even if she could afford it, you Yeah, know? she wouldn't um because she like had a career she was working on there her family's there very understandable for sure but like she like she could tell the relationship was doomed before i could and i she still really like liked me and i i think she was too scared to end it herself so she was just kind of passive aggressive Mm -hmm. but then i was like you know like treating it like the relationship like an addict so we weren't being good to each other no 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 and eventually like did you end it or she end it um, I ended it because I could tell that she wanted to, but like, just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Cause she was going through a lot and I, I could tell cause have, like, it would dump be... somebody, right? Yes. Uh, and they liked you when you dumped them. Yes. It feels like you're fucking like shooting a dog in the back. Of no, the head. it's, it's, it's worse <laughs> to I'm dump. I'm comparing my ex to a dog. I'm no, no, saying, no, 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 no. It I feels like you're, you're murdering something innocent and pure and nice. You yeah. Know? It's, I think it's worse to dump someone than it is to be dumped. I, I would haven't say. haven't been dumped yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel it coming though. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a good feeling about <laughs> what your current girlfriend is gonna do to you. But um, ominous. <laughs> <laughs> She's on but, the podcast. But yeah, yeah. So so, uh, that was the best day. It was like the first time I got up a punch. Wow. Like, and and also I didn't mention, uh, m- m- just a half an hour before I went up at punchline for the first time. I went up at um cheaper than therapy for the first time mm-hmm. that was like the same day for me oh wow yeah that's so, a huge so cheaper than therapy is like the next best show you could be doing besides exactly. on a sunday that's the other the two best things you can do are the sunday showcase and cheaper than therapy yeah and i did both in a day and i was like eight months in and i was feeling this validation um so all of a sudden i was like oh this success in this field that i'm passionate about is much more real and tangible than this like you know drug addict love shit i'm doing with this this love bombing shit i'm doing with this girl so a a couple questions i guess one you know when did that kind of like wear off because i feel like that's one of the 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 frustrating thing with comedy is that you'll have like you know some good stuff happening and you'll just be fucking like cooking for weeks or Mm -hmm. however long but then you'll have like things will slow down or you'll have a bad set or whatever and you'll kind of like come down and like you know and you and you're saying sort of like 
when you started, you had this like super intense fear of it that like, you know, how much did you oscillate in the weeks afterwards? Or were you just like, nope, we're good forever? Oh, no, like, I would still have, like, panicky sets here and there, mm-hmm. and, like, I was still figuring out my 10, you know? Of course. Um, but the thing is, is, like, for comedy in general, I feel like my progression is kind of like a staircase, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, there'll be a big jump, and then flat I'm in the, I feel for myself a while. in the middle of a, of a big jump, and yep. it's nice, um, and... I'll have a plateau, and when I get miserable is when I'm worried the plateau has been on way too long. But know? that's what that's what spurs on the jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. Um, and so the way this ties into today, serendipitously, is that I like put in my time to punchline, and I got up a couple times, and then the pandemic took it away from us, and then we started getting up again, and then I finally got my audition, mm-hmm. and I got passed, and my first hosting day is today. Oh, I didn't realize this was the first one. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so to, this is my first one. And oh, that the is first time I got nice. up at... You see that how this all ties together? Oh, very nice. It's actually pretty nice, right? It's a bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm sure that took far too long, but... Not at all, dude. That was yeah. fantastic. Great to hear. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you, like, nerd? I mean, I guess I know the answer. Like, you're not nervous for tonight. I'm not nervous for the set. The only thing I'm nervous about is the headliner, Brandon Wardell. I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. Yeah. And I try... So you don't want to be weird. Well, I, it's too late. Uh, <laughs> I've already been weird. <laughs> I've already been weird. Which is that I... Um, Tried to get him on those, like, first batch of outdoor shows, like, a year ago. I remember I hit you up. I was trying to get him, like, booked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was actually down to do it, but then he had, like, I think he would. He was to, filming he had something. A, a shoot, and then I saw him, and I think you should leave. I wonder if that's what it was. That'd be know. cool. I'd be happy if he did that instead of yeah, our yeah. outdoor comedy shows. And he was nice. He was never, like, he was always very nice. No, no, no. He's a busy um, man. Uh, and then I tried getting him on uh, a podcast, and then, like, me and Kasim had these like scheduling issues and we didn't follow up with him. Mm. And now I'm hosting for him. I'm worried he's just going to think that I was like actively seeking him out. Which you know is what? also assuming that he's given me any mental real estate. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably has not he thought, hasn't of thought you about at all. this for a second. But, but his feature is uh, Gavin Matz, I believe. Gavin yeah, Matz. yeah, yeah, he's fun. Uh, everybody recommended Gavin to me and I booked him on one of my Tuesday shows in November. Mm-hmm. And then we very short notice got told by the venue that it they had giant reservation and we had to cancel the show. Gotcha. And so I, you informed, out on him. I informed the entire lineup the show was canceled except for Gavin. So Gavin <laughs> showed up to no show. Ooh. And I'm about to open for the guy. Um, but But I did, I was like, profusely apologetic and i offered to pay him for his time and he refused and was super duper polite and he already he was gonna do the tuesday showcase at punchline so it's not like he was out of a set or anything like yeah, that yeah. so he was like he was fine so gracious even though uh, he drove down but it sucks but... that my first headliner is a guy i've tried to book multiple times and then his feature is a guy that i failed to book <laughs> are, you, are you gonna bring it up or are you gonna let that oh and then up? i think jamel johnson's gonna get a guest set and this ties into our venmo shit and you were weird about him too I had me and Victor had him on for Hawker Fair in October and mm-hmm. Aviator Nation, uh, which two of the shows, and uh, he wanted to be paid over PayPal and a Venmo, so I paid everybody, it's and I for, I forgot to pay Jamel until I did, did accounting. No, 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 he didn't. No. I did accounting uh, for all the shows uh, with Jonah like a week or two ago, and I realized I never paid Jamel, so I only paid Jamel for these October sets last week, and I think he's doing a guest set today. So on this lineup is a headliner I failed to book twice, yeah. uh, a feature that I booked to a show that didn't exist, and then a guy I paid late. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucked, dude. Three for three, baby. 
But I'll do fine uh, on stage. You'll do fine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm excited to hear about this. I am excited to hear about the interactions. Uh, I hope they. I hope they bring it up. I hope like one person brings it up, and then I'm they're driving like, Wait, them to you're Sacramento the tomorrow. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so it's gonna come up. Okay. I, I feel like it has to. I feel like it has to. It has to. Uh, but I don't know. I'm sure. Like I already know Gavin and Jamel are really nice, and Brandon has been very, 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 very nice over message. So let's hope the streak continues, baby. Yeah. And uh, if not, we'll get you back on for the worst day. Yeah, <laughs> the worst day of my life when I accidentally murdered Brandon Ward. <laughs> I was like, What do you want me to do for you? And I knock him down the stairs. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a pretty bad day. Bad day for him too. So, all right. Well, I think uh, we can wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. Thank you. Of course, dude. Mirage Shaki, everybody. Oh, can I plug shit? Yeah, go for it. Oh, um, I for live shows across the bay. I uh, follow at Dope Show Bay Area on Instagram. We have shows most days of the week. Uh, and uh, I'm on Instagram at Mirage Shaki. Uh, please follow me. It's follow like, this man. Follow Dope Show Comedy. It's like money. Check him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better than money. Yeah. I won't say that. <laughs> also, if you like my stories, at Dope Show Bay Area is also my Venmo. So, just saying. There we go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All Sweet. Right. All right. Thanks, man. See ya. Thanks.